Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. Thank you, Anna. Charlotte at 6 for a Wednesday. Busy News Wednesday here on WBT. I'm Mark Garrison. Top stories for you, and we're starting with a hot topic this evening that was debated in Raleigh today. The question, should boys who identify as girls be allowed to play girls' sports? Well, this afternoon, bill passed by the State House says no. All athletes deserve safe opportunity to compete in a level playing field. That's Republican Representative Jennifer Balkum. She introduced the bill called the Fairness in Women's Sports Act in North Carolina. And to promote that bill, Republicans brought in two young women who have suffered being forced to play with biological boys. One of them, a high school athlete, Peyton McNabb. Due to allowing biological males to compete against biological females, my life has forever been changed. McNabb played volleyball, and last year at a high school match in western North Carolina, a boy on the other team who identifies as a girl spiked the ball onto McNabb's face with such force that she was badly hurt. I suffered from a concussion and neck injury that to this day I'm still recovering from. Other injuries I still suffer from today include impaired vision, partial paralysis on my right side. McNabb and others simply argue that biological boys should not be on girls' teams not only from a performance standpoint, but also it's a safety issue. Allowing biological males to compete against biological females is dangerous. I may be the first to come before you with an injury, but I won't be the last. Also at the hearing, Riley Gaines. I implore you to please pass legislation that preserves women's athletic opportunities at all levels. Gaines was an all-American college swimmer who feels cheated by the transgender movement. Last year, Gaines had to swim against Leah Thomas, a biological boy. Thomas did not decide until he was in college that he would become a girl, and that allowed him to compete on girls' swim teams after his male swimming career had not gone so well. This was a biological male who went from ranking 462nd at best among the men the year prior to now dominating amongst the women. In one event, Riley Gaines tied fifth with Leah Thomas, but she says the NCAA gave the fifth-place trophy to Thomas to promote diversity. And then last spring, Leah Thomas, biological male, won the NCAA Women's Swimming Championship. We watched Leah Thomas swim to a national title beating out Olympians, beating out American record holders, the most impressive female swimmers this country's ever seen. Riley Gaines and others say Leah Thomas had an unfair advantage, bigger, stronger, a male. And Riley Gaines says there's the whole embarrassing issue of Leah in the locker room. Clearly, he was a man. The extreme discomfort in the locker room when you turn around, there's a six foot four, 22-year-old biological male fully equipped with and exposing male genitalia in an area where you're undressing. Well, I'm pleased now to have Riley Gaines with us. Uh, she's gotten a lot of attention battling this issue of boys on girls' teams. Riley, your dreams were shattered by a biological boy. What, uh, what do you see as being at stake here? Well, the message it sends to every girl and woman is that we don't matter, is that our feelings, our safety, our privacy in the locker rooms, our fairness in our sports, our dignity, our feelings, our mental health, it doesn't matter. Um, the message they're sending is that we should smile and we should step aside in the name of being inclusive and kind and allow these men 
onto our sports teams, taking our, our spots on the podium, our trophies, our titles, our scholarships, our opportunities. Um, that's the message that's being sent by the Biden administration. It's essentially saying that we as women, we don't matter. You heard some of the comments there today from people on the other side who basically say, well, transgenders are fragile sorts and suicide prone, so we have to let them play. What do you think about that? I think a lot of their comments um, in opposition are disingenuous. So how many girls does it take to get hurt in their sport or to lose out on, on a, an opportunity? for it to matter. What is one not enough? Does it have to be a certain number? Does it need to be 10 girls, 30 girls, 100 girls? What does this number look like? Secondly, I think an argument I heard a lot of, which doesn't sit well with me, was that, you know, it's just middle school sports. It's just high school sports. It's not that serious. Who really cares? It just seems insensitive to me. Well, and in in your particular case, too, so this guy, Leah Thomas, I mean, it's clear that Leah only decided to become Leah in college. So you really were still playing against a guy who was essentially in drag. Is that how you Absolutely. look at it? Absolutely. Um, Leah, at the time, the guidelines for the NCAA implemented to allow this was just 12 months of hormone suppression. We know 12 months on HRT does not mitigate male advantage by any means. I think that right there highlights how this affects women, how this puts the women's category at jeopardy, because if not, why don't we see trans men or females competing against the men at an elite level, at a competitive level, and being successful? Um, it's not happening in, in that same way around. And so, again, that just perfectly displays how this is the erasure of women and our rights. When he was there changing in front of all you girls, I mean, was there conversations like, hey, you're a dude. How was that handled? We... And when I say we, I I explicitly mean my teammates at the University of Kentucky and myself. We were so shocked by this. We had no idea we would be sharing this changing space until we actually had to firsthand experience seeing a naked male in an area where we're undressing. You you just felt jaw-dropped. You felt this almost inherent subconscious need to want to cover yourself in that situation. And let's be totally frank here, a, a, a locker room is not comfortable by any means, even if a male's not in that space. But adding a male to that space, I mean, it was traumatizing for so many. You have uh, taken a lot of heat for standing up against this, uh, and you were attacked last week at a college campus out west. <laughs> I was. Um, but truthfully, I accredit a sport for giving me the confidence and the leadership and really the security to take these arrows the personal attacks I get through social media or the physical and verbal assault that I dealt with at San Francisco State, these are not things that are going to silence me. It really kind of only assures me that I'm doing something right because when they will go to these lengths, I mean physically attack you and hold you hostage for three hours to silence you, they're scared of what you have to say. They don't want others listening to what you have to say because what I have to say is backed by truth and science and logic and common sense and reason and all the things but they on their side they don't have that so they'll they resort to violence to dissuade from my argument surveys seem to show people certainly think banning boys from girls teams makes sense what do you make of this obsession with the transgender movement i don't know of any other way to put it it seems to be an obsession it's so interesting because the people who are fighting for this whole movement, this gender ideology propaganda, these people fighting for this, they claim to be doing it out of love and tolerance and acceptance and welcoming and and diversity and inclusion. But in reality, 
This movement is none of those things. It is not kind to ask a girl to share a locker room with a man. And it is not inclusive to ask a girl to step aside and give away her trophy. So what's next for you once uh, some of all this uh, passes by, the politics? Are you going to run for (laughs) office? (laughs) I don't know about that. My goal graduating college was to go to dental school. And so I put that off this past year to pursue really fighting for this movement. And so I reapplied now to go in the fall. But we'll see. I I feel like there's still a lot of work to be done here. There's still so few athletes who feel comfortable speaking up. So it takes time. But I think as time progresses, more and more women will feel emboldened and courageous enough to speak out. Riley, thank you. Riley Gaines, we appreciate you uh, coming on with us. She has taken a lot of heat around the country for saying that biological boys should not play girls' sports. And again, we're on the way now uh, in North Carolina to uh, passing a law that would make that happen. The bill pass, uh, the bill in the state house that was passed today says biological boys have to play only with boys in public schools and colleges. Now, the state Senate also has a similar bill that they're expected to vote on tomorrow. Now, it is uh, fairly certain Governor Cooper will veto it, but it appears there are the votes to override his veto. More than 20 states have passed similar bans on transgender athletes.